0: All right. It is nine o'clock. It's Tuesday night. It's time for the get off my lawn podcast. And, uh, that means that it's time for some hijinks and shenanigans. I think I'm not really sure. Um, my name is John and I will be your host. Like I usually am. Um, let's go back and let's do that. Sorry. I'm yeah, live TV at its best. Isn't it folks? Um, you get to stick with my big picture here for now. Um, we're hanging out here in the Sandhills media empire here. We've got Edward just chilling it back there. He's making sure that I don't screw anything up too badly. Of course, we've got Sandhills sweetheart in the producer's seat over there, holding it down in the live chat. So uh, if you're out there watching, uh, make sure you're leaving us comments so that we can say hello to you out there. Um, on the uh, YouTube side and then on the on the Facebook side. Uh, if you leave comments, it's easier to spot you so that we can say hello to you out there as well. Um, so we've got some people in here and uh, we're going to go ahead and say hello to everybody. So let's do this view. Let's go ahead and pull that back off of there and just let everybody say hello. So we're going to go around the horn here and, uh, we'll start with our last person to jump in here. We've got Nighthawk Medic in the house.
1: What's up, sir? Ah, uh, not much. Thanks for having me in. I'm excited about tonight's topic.
0: Absolutely. I am, uh, I don't know if I'm excited about the topic, but I'm excited to have a conversation about it, I think. <laughs> so, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess. I don't know if that's the same thing, but different, but, um, but yeah, that's, uh, That's what's up. So very glad to have you along with us for the ride tonight. Next up, we've got Pat and Lily, although I don't know how much time Lily's going to spend in the chat. We've mostly got Pat tonight, and Lily's going to be, I think, dancing in and out of the picture. And you're on mute there.
2: Sorry, too many things going on at once here. Uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah, Lily will be bouncing in and out, as uh, usual, the last Two weeks now. So, yeah, <laughs> glad to be on tonight. And uh, I have a feeling it might be a little bit of a spicy contest tonight. I'll, I'll put it that way with well, where do we go?
0: You know, I'm here. one could hope it gets a little feisty tonight. Although, we are going to keep in mind, all of us, that, uh, you know, people are watching, people are listening, and depending on where you live, red flag laws can be very real things. So just keep in mind the things that you say and make sure that uh, there's context involved with everything that you say, because we are not going to advocate um, violence towards anybody. Not whatsoever. (laughs) So
2: uh, let's hope everybody out in the chat and in here keeps a uh, degree of tact right <laughs> right so and try to hold back uh, uh, the the uh, big green monster it's, from it's coming o- out <laughs> it's okay
0: to be fired up we're just not going to threaten anybody that's exactly. all exactly <laughs> all righty well thanks for joining us pat always glad to have you along uh coming to us from the capital city in lincoln we've got defense dad what's up sir
3: oh not a lot thanks for having me yeah
0: I heard that we're having a garage party at your house and that people are just coming and going. So, uh, everything going okay over there?
3: Yeah. Everything's fine now.
0: Okay. All righty. Um, yeah, just, just a word to the wise. If you're out there listening to my voice right now, um, if it's not your garage and you don't specifically have an invitation to go into it, stay out of it and don't go through other people's stuff. It's not yours. Keep your hands to home. Exactly. All right. Enough about that. Thanks for joining us. Always glad to have you. And then last, but certainly not least, we've got a new face here on our panel. And uh, until Nighthawk got here, this was an all Nebraska panel. Uh, So it's Nighthawk. I'm glad you're here to kind of tilt the the balance just a little bit outside the great state of Nebraska. But uh, we've got TDM Tactical with us. And uh, rather than me goof everything up, I'm just going to let you... Tell everybody who you are, uh, what you do, and then where they can get a hold of you for the things that you do. So, TDM Tactical, welcome.
4: Thanks for the invitation to be here, guys. Absolutely. Um, I, I live in Seward, and I've started doing custom holsters. So, I have a webpage on Facebook, and then I also have a webpage on MeWe. I've posted several pictures of some of the holsters and stuff I've done. Um, my inventory on blue guns is also growing. So a lot, of, a lot of stuff now I can do without having to have the actual firearm with me. Um, some of the stuff I still need to have the actual firearm here to be able to mold for. I can do several different holsters. I can do uh, appendix setups, inside waistband, outside waistband, um, thigh rigs some of those are um can be kind of pricey especially the thigh rigs just because of how much it entails um i've got some holsters here that i've done like this is a blue mold it's for a cz p10c it's an outside waistband with speedy clips Uh, i've done a couple light holsters or uh weapon mounted lights on the firearms And then some appendix rigs. This is another CZ, lost for my personal gun, but it's an appendix carry with a claw attachment. So if you guys have any questions or anything, feel free to send me a message on any of those. And I appreciate the invite.
0: Yeah, very cool. So the graphics on there. Here, let's do this. We'll bring everybody back up here. The graphics on those holsters, are those things that came pre-printed on the polymer? Or is that something that you put on there?
4: They they came pre-printed on the Kydex itself, and that okay. adds some cost to it just because it costs me more to get it that way. But I can do designs on the Kydex.
0: And you've got multiple colors, right? You don't just do the black or the designs. You can do other colors, too.
4: Yeah, I've, I've got black, gray, um, olive drab, orange, pink, lime green, uh, desert tan. So about every color they offer, I can get.
5: Very cool. Well,
0: thank you very much for joining us, and uh, it's always good to have some fresh faces, fresh voices, and fresh opinions here in the panel. So, uh, all right, let's see who we've got out there in chat land. Uh, let's see, we've got Justin Gibbons, we've got Pat Hirsch out there, and in here, we've got Iron Horseman. Of course, Sandhill Sweetheart is in the house. Like I always say, she does the typing, and I do the talking um who else is here fluffy 10 millimeter jeep guy shooting money 101 i don't know if i've seen that name before so welcome shooting money 101 um john petrolino's out there uh barry Stearns is out there let's see gabe stark defense dad doing double duty tennessee gun guys in the house 402 outdoorsman vanessa kitty g23 and i know there's going to be more coming um as we go so make sure you're leaving us those comments like i said so we can say hello to you and then we can get everybody on the list and say, uh, thanks for showing up later on tonight. Um, oh, looks like it's Vanessa Kitty's birthday. Um, I'm not sure that must be a typo. Vanessa Kitty's 29 today. And uh, I'm pretty sure that that's what it was supposed to say. It was 29, not 59. So we get it. It was a typo. 29 years old. Happy birthday, Vanessa Kitty. Um, all righty. couple things that I want to uh, touch on. First and foremost, you may have noticed that the duck in the corner is gone. And I've been talking about this for quite some time. Um, everything finally has worked out and we've got show sponsors, guys. And so um, the, just luck of the draw, it, it worked out that uh, the first week's show sponsor um, is actually in the room. Uh, so uh, I don't know if we're going to make his face turn red uh, as we're, we're talking about him or not. But uh, this week's podcast is brought to you by Nighthawk Medic Shoots. Nighthawk Medic Shoots is a channel dedicated to protecting the first and second amendment through advocacy and shooting. They evaluate firearms for new shooters of all varieties to help ensure every person in our nation has an opportunity to find a weapon they can afford and trust. God bless America and her people. May the constitution always remain the law of the land. And there is the info right there. If you want to catch up with Nighthawk Medic Shoots on YouTube or Facebook, those are the places to do it. So if you are, uh, if you are in, uh, watching this on Facebook or watching this on YouTube, then, uh, you can freeze frame this if you want to, and, and, uh, take those web addresses down. Uh, if you're catching this on audio only, um, real quick, it's youtube.com slash user slash Sarge with a capital S four, two, zero, six T. And if it's facebook.com slash nighthawk medic shoots T N. So there we go. All And thank you very much, Nighthawk, for uh, your generosity and being uh, one of the show's sponsors. So um, very cool to have you along with us tonight for the inaugural sponsor run.
1: Hi. Uh, you know, it's my pleasure. I keep telling people, uh, support the people that are having impact and stop throwing 20 bucks at giant organizations that aren't making any localized impact. So, John, it's my pleasure. Oh, we appreciate it.
0: Uh, we appreciate everybody that wants to help support us. Um, other ways that you can support us real quick. If you want cool Sandhills gear, like this cool beat up trucker hat, um, it's, I didn't even have to pay extra to, to get it to come all beat up like this. It already has got this broken in feel to it. Uh, go to tactical tactical.com and, uh, go to the team Sandhills collection and, uh, you can get cool stuff. I'm, I, like I said, I need to sit down with, with, uh, Crumpy and we're going to come up with some other cool stuff to get in there before too much longer, hopefully by the, uh, by the end of the year, we can get some some more cool stuff up there. But for now, hats and stickers and uh, just stay tuned. More stuff is coming all the time. And then if you are looking for us on podcasts, uh, you can get us on anchor.fm slash Sandhills shooter. Uh, you can catch us on Spotify, Google podcast. I'm working on getting it up on Apple as well. Um, almost everywhere that podcasts are found, you can find us now. Um, but uh, you can go to anchor.com. FM slash Sandhills dash Shooter, and you can get the full list of the places that have it. So, uh, just in case you're already using one of those other podcast apps, then uh, you'll know if you can find it on yours or if you got to get a different one. So, I think that's all the housekeeping I need to do for now, and uh, we're just gonna get into some some fun stuff now. Um, it is the first of December, so congratulations, everybody! You have achieved level twelve of what I like to call 2020 AD, which is, I don't know if, if I think Jumanji would be easier at this point than negotiating this year. So that being said, none of us really know for sure what's coming. Um, I, for one have got more questions than I've got answers, whether it's about COVID whether it's about the election, whether it's about what's going to happen to me as a gun owner, whether it's about what's going to happen to me just as a free citizen, as a capitalist. Um, I've got so many questions right now that that don't have answers. And every time I get an answer, that leads to more questions than I had to begin with. And so that being said, um, we're going to go through and talk about a couple of these different things and uh, just kind of, I just want to get a feel what everybody else out there is thinking um, where we're headed. And then, you know, if, if, if where we're headed is a bad place, then what can we do to pump the brakes on this and, and see if we can maybe get everything, you know, put back on the righteous path. So that being said, we're, we're going to start off with just the COVID thing, the pandemic, plandemic, scamdemic, whatever you want to call it. Um, and we'll just kind of go around the horn a little bit here. Um, so, uh, so we'll go back and, and start back with Nighthawk again. Um, where do you think this ends? At, at what point can we finally be past this? Uh,
1: I believe in my heart when it's convenient.
0: Well, that's true.
1: Um, I, I honestly believe that at one point it will be more convenient to get rid of it than to keep it Um, we've seen more and more even sources that in the past were saying things like, This is the end of the world, beginning to pony up that um, they may have made errors. Um, we had Dr. Fauci the other day say, You know, we, closing the schools was an error. We should never have closed the schools. That was actually bad for the kids. Um, and so we, we're really seeing them begin to backpedal onto their original statements that this was the third apocalypse, right? Um, and so the moment it is less convenient or it is inconvenient to the administration, it will go away um, and will be the next version of the flu. Uh, flu will return, of course, influenza will return. As you know, right now as a nation, we're having a 95% uh, lowest reduction in the flu rate. It's a new world record and no one's talking about it. Influenza has nearly disappeared because of COVID apparently. So, so is old age. Yeah. It's, it's actually pretty amazing. Um, so like I said, once the convenience goes away, in my opinion, so we'll cope. Yeah. Nobody, I can't
0: remember the last time I heard of anybody dying of natural causes. A a few celebrities have, have succumbed to cancer and everybody else that I know of that's died has been uh, a COVID related death. So it's just crazy. how Absolutely. (laughs) Just, just nuts. Um, all righty. Um, Pat, we'll move over to you. Where do you think um, we're headed with the pandemic stuff and then at, at what point do you see this ending?
2: Well, it the way I figure it, and this is just purely my opinion, it depends on who is in office in January. Right. So... I think if Biden gets in, it'll be all balloons and happiness and everything. And now that Trump's gone, the wildfires are gone. COVID's gone. Everything else that was bad is gone. It just magically disappears. But if Trump stays in office, I think you'll see the media keep badgering about COVID and everything else that's been going on. And they'll just blame the orange man as bad. So honestly, I think it just depends on who gets in the office and whoever the, whatever the media deems is a top story. Mm -hmm. So that's all I got to say about that.
0: All righty. Moving right along defense. Dad, what's your take?
3: Well, I'm kind of in agreement with both of them. It's, you know the, I guess kind of brainwashing I'm gonna call it has gone on. They said there would be a ramp up of it again in November. Surprise, surprise! That coincided with the election, and it happened.
0: <laughs> um, you know, didn't take much of a fortune scared. teller there, did it?
3: Yeah. And now they got everybody scared and brainwashed with it. And then, who? Yeah, whoever's in office, he's right. You know, if Trump ends up keeping office, then they're going to keep attacking him and, and blaming it on him. And if, if Biden actually gets it all of a sudden, you know, what's next it's going to be dropped by the wayside and things are going to get, get lightened up and things will be reopened. And they're going to say, Oh, he magically
0: fixed it within his first month of presidency. Yeah. That's a good point. All righty. Uh, TDM. What do you think?
4: Well, I've actually had COVID myself. Um, What I went through, it wasn't, I didn't have it very bad, but I also don't normally wear a mask. Um, That's just not something I really agree with. But then again, I mean, if, if I was sick, you know, I stayed home. I stayed away from other people. I made sure, you know, to socially distance if at all possible. I actually spent the whole week that I was, I had COVID moving. We moved our whole house in that week. So my issue with it was, is the the after effects of the COVID was the biggest thing for me. Um, is it a serious thing? It, it definitely affects a lot of people. I mean, it's it's something that, you know, I recently just yesterday had a friend die of it. that has been in the hospital for like a month in Lincoln. So um, it does affect people and it is something that is killing people. But I'm alike of a lot of other people. You know, I mean, out of all the billions of people, that are in the world right now, how many are actually recovering from it? You know, how many people are getting marked that they're dying from COVID and, and it is just complications from it, or their underlying conditions that actually, you know, they might have got it and they died in a car wreck. You get marked for COVID death, you know, something like that. As far as what what I can say that it ends at, they've been trying to do flu vaccines for how many years? And we still have the flu. I I don't think it's something that's going to go away. I think it's going to become the new flu. Honestly. Mm
0: -hmm. No, I would say that that's probably very true. A couple comments that I want to get to before I lose track of them here. Um, Barry out there on Facebook says he just liked your page. He's looking over it now. You've got cool stuff. So uh, if anything, we're we're very thankful that uh, we've got people here watching and listening that uh, that do actually go click on on people's pages that we have here in the panel. So that's pretty cool. Um, And another one from Gabe Stark. I just want to throw this up there because I keep saying this and I don't think we're actually going to uh, shame her into this happening. But um, Gabe Stark says that Sweetheart and I should switch roles and uh, she should do the talking and let me do the typing. Which first of all, as far as the typing side, that could be a disaster because I'm definitely not going to keep up the way she does. But on the talking side, I keep saying that, you know, this uh, this podcast, I think we could explode it and it would go huge if we just had, you know, a good looking girl sitting here instead of me and or at least sitting here beside me, you know, some eye candy. And uh, I, don't, I can't convince her of that. So I don't know if anybody else is going to have any better luck than I am, but I wanted to get that one thrown out there just on the off chance that that might work. Um, I want to throw this at everybody. And instead of going around the horn, we'll just round table this part of it. Um, but it's actually something that, uh, um, uh, Jefferson martial arts had mentioned out there in the comments too. And this is kind of my thought. Um, I think that you guys that said, if Trump stays in office, um, that everything keeps going, I think you're dead on with that. Um, the only way that it ends is if they decide it's it's just like the Russian collusion that ended when COVID started, right? Because they had something else that they could, could attack him with instead. Um, JMA out there says, if Biden takes office, the whole country will be in lockdown. And I think that that could be a very real thing. We've already got so many people conditioned now to, you know, just wear the mask, just stay home, save lives. You know, it's for the greater good, everything else that, um, you know, if if golden boy Biden decides that he wants to just come out and say, hey, you know, we're going to have a nationwide mask mandate and we're going to have a nationwide lockdown. And you know, a nationwide curfew, any of that kind of stuff. People are going to be like, "Well, yeah, I mean, we have to. What option do we have? None." You know. So, what do you guys think about that as a possible scenario? And anybody that wants to, just go ahead and jump in there.
1: I I don't wear a mask for anybody. You, you that goes officially under. You're trying to m- mute me, right? And and so the reality of this situation is. I think they're going to have to do it to find out who the problem is, right? They're going to have to do it to find out who's not sticking to the plan. If you will, I believe fully that that is what they will do because there's no reason to not do it at that point. Uh, Once you've achieved complete control, uh, you then move to consolidate control. And that means you eliminate troublemakers. Right.
2: Yeah, and I'll throw a little uh, caveat onto that too, right on Night Hawk Medic's a little deal there. Um, A little symbol that I thought of a long time ago that used to sit on my grandpa's uh, china cabinet. Speak no evil. I'll just leave it right there. I'll let everybody else. (laughs) think what they
0: wanna think on that. Now, I wanna throw out there that, and I've said this on my Facebook page here recently, um, just, to, just to clarify a little bit, I am not anti-mask. Um, I don't have a problem in certain scenarios with putting on a mask, um, and I don't have a problem with the notion of certain people putting on a mask. For the most part, in public, it should be your choice. I agree. Um, earlier today we were, uh, we went to a doctor's appointment and when you walk into a hospital and there are people in there that are immunocompromised, I don't really care if it's COVID or not. If, if the hospitals would say, you know, certain areas, you just got to cover your face. It's flu season. It's cold season. It's cold out there. It's snotty nose season. Um, you know I don't necessarily have a huge problem with that in like I said, in those certain situations. Um having somebody who, you know, has been immunocompromised and has been through chemotherapy and things like that. I mean, you know, a couple of years ago, my wife was wearing a mask out in public and there was no COVID 19 at the time, you know, um, just because we couldn't take a chance of her getting, you know, pneumonia or influenza or anything like that either. Um, and we tried to limit to the best we, uh, you know, as much as we could, the places that we went out in public. Um, but when it comes down to, you know, places that, uh, you know, I have to wear a mask. With a couple night, couple nights ago, we went out to eat, and I had to put my mask on. You know, when I walked in the door of the restaurant, and then um, I had to leave it on until I got to my table, and then I sat down, and then I could take it off, because COVID can't live below this line. Everybody knows that, you know, they've done the research and, and we're going to follow the science on this one. So if you're seated at a table in a restaurant and you're below this level, then clearly you can't be infected. Now, if you stand up to go to the bathroom, then yeah, you've got to put your mask on because you you know, your head, your lungs, everything's above that level. But once you're back to your, your seat, then it's okay. Uh, you, the COVID can only live at a certain at a certain level. And that, like I've said before, I think that's why the kids aren't getting it because they, you know, they're short. And so um, I think only, only the tall people are getting it. People, um, people in chairs, people in wheelchairs and, and uh, children, I think they're all just inherently safe according to the restaurant procedures. Now in my town, we have a mask mandate and any place that uh, that's not a restaurant, then you have to keep your mask on. So I don't know if there's something in the air when you cook things, if if the grease in the air or just having, you know, um, food, if that makes a difference. But apparently COVID knows that you it, it can't come below this level at a restaurant, but anywhere else, apparently you still have to wear it.
1: I just don't understand how a single droplet of COVID can instantly infect you, but all other sources of water that we share, for some reason, are impervious to it.
0: Well, anybody with COVID has super spit. Clearly.
1: It's just all there is to it. And apparently eyeballs are not susceptible to it, but for some reason in hospitals, when we had people who had highly contagious disorders, we had to wear eye protection. And that's not a thing with COVID for some reason, Mm
0: -mm, mm -mm. even though from what I've been told and and you would know better than I would, um, I've been told that the eyeballs actually more infections get into the body through the eyes and then through the nose or the mouth because of the defense mechanisms like saliva and mucous membranes that noses and, and mouths have.
1: Correct. And for some reason, COVID doesn't act that way, which is, you know, I had SARS in 03 and I was in full protective gear back then and still somehow managed to get it. Mm-hmm. So I, am a heart patient. I should be dead by now, by all logic, as well as all, uh, workers of fast food joints and, and places like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Now it, it, all tongue in cheek aside, I understand that the mask isn't supposed to eradicate the virus. I get it. Uh, the mask is just supposed to keep, keep the infection from spreading as, as quickly. So that being said, um, that one, that makes me go back to the thought of, you know, we had what two weeks to flatten the curve, right? We were going to just flatten the curve 14 <laughs> days to flatten the curve. Do you guys remember what day that started? Cause I do. It was St. Patrick's day. St.
1: Patrick's day. Well, this is the first, uh, plague I've ever seen in my life where they quarantine healthy people.
0: And not only that, but we're losing our minds over a disease that you have to take a test to know if you even had it.
1: Yeah, and like I said, a droplet of spittle is sufficient to inspect you, but they have to stick a Q-tip back into your sinus cavities to tell if you have it.
4: Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) And then they keep a sample overnight because apparently COVID will grow on a slide the same way a bacterial infection does, even though no other virus in the world acts that way. So that they can get a result.
0: But, you know, that's the problem with this thing, the way it mutates.
3: Well, and I'll pipe in too, like, so as far as the comment about... You know, if Biden wins, the country shutting down? He made a statement a week, maybe two, that he wouldn't call for a national shutdown, which goes against everything he said in previous months. So I don't believe it, but, you know, they've got everybody reeling and preparing for it. My company has us prepared, like, next week I have to work a work-from-home shift, basically become a call center. They're prepping for if they shut the country down. So we still have jobs, and I'm in a retail sales position. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't believe that he's not going to do it, even though he said he won't.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, out there in the chat, Two Live Moose says, uh, "Nighthawk Medic, they're making us wear double eye shields with two masks in the hospital. So apparently, in <laughs> certain hospitals, um, the the eye thing really can be a thing. But uh, oh, and then then that one too." <laughs> um, apparently this was not common knowledge. Nighthawk medic has a heart. He's got a big one. I can tell you that much.
1: Um, it, it's assisted to make <laughs> it even better. There you go. Um, oh,
0: my bad Patriot in the dark has got me corrected here. It was actually 52 months to flatten the curve. I misunderstood with 14 days. I just thought it was going to be two weeks. Um, not 52 months. So I get it now. My bad. Cause it's only been what, eight months now. Um, we're going into, into the ninth month of this 14 days to flatten the curve. And so, um, I don't know. It just, the original thing was it's inevitable. We can slow it down. We want to get ahead of it. So the hospitals aren't overrun until we can get more respirators. And then it was, you know, the, the goalpost has just kept moving and kept moving. And when, when that was attainable, then all of a sudden it was, well, now we can't have, you know, it, we've got to make sure that the, the number doesn't go up. And then it was, well, now it's we, until we have a vaccine and when we have a vaccine on, you know, just really eminent now, it's going to be, well, everybody has to get it. Um, you know, and, and then, I mean, honestly, and again, tinfoil hat warning coming here, kids, but do you see in this country in the next six months to a year or sooner if, well, again, depends on who's in the white house. I know we'll, we'll, we've established that, but let's say that, uh, the electors vote here in a week and, um, Biden gets the, the election and he takes office in January, sometime between January and July, sometime in the next six months or so, do you see having to have papers, documents, showing that you've been vaccinated to travel between states, between towns, to leave the country, to get into the country? Um, Are we going to have checkpoints and and have to, you know, show our papers just to to gain passage? And I'm going to say interstate passage or even within our states. Leave, Leave the international travel out yes Part of the
3: country you already have to do that what, what, so what state was i forget if i think for thanksgiving if you wanted to go over there you had to quarantine before you could go back
0: yep i think i read an article in new york city they've got uh checkpoints set up between some of the boroughs
1: yep. yeah so uh, here's something that nobody has pointed out and i'm shocked so It's what, 30, I think it's somewhere between 15 and 32 percent of common cold viruses or coronaviruses. So the company that's about to release this vaccine will have effectively cured the most, one of the more common versions of the common cold. They will be gods. It has been known within medical fields that if a pharmacology group could come up with a solution for the common cold, that they effectively had a gold printing machine. But not one of these companies is bragging about the most useful cross use for this corona vaccine. It should virtually eliminate everything but rhinoviruses from common cold. Human beings should become intrinsically more healthy than they've ever been. Sick days should be a thing of the past. So, if it is anything but the miracle cure for the common cold, then the only point of it is to set up checkpoints to determine who is compliant. So. Wear a mask, get your vaccination. How quickly can we turn this into Nazi Germany?
0: Right. Let's see. I want to. There we go.
2: Yeah, or Russia, because back in the USSR, you had to have papers to travel between territories.
0: Nope, that's true. A couple things I do want to point out here real quick again, before I lose my train of thought. Uh, James Allen says, I still haven't gotten my COVID zombies yet. Um, Yeah. I think we were promised a zombie outbreak here quite some time ago. Um, Let's see what else Uh, everybody has to get the vaccine. So everybody can get the zombie virus. Apparently he's been watching um, resident evil fluffy 10 millimeter Jeep guy says only zombies I see are the give me free stuff ones. Now (laughs) the reason I bring up zombies is because I don't know if, how many of you caught this, but our friend Kingpin put up a video. I think it was yesterday, and you can do your own research. You can find article after article after article about this. I'm going to put this up on both um, YouTube and Facebook here in the chat. There's a link to Kingpin's video uh, in Denmark. Apparently, after catching COVID, um, they have uh, they have got zombie mink now (laughs) and and you can go do your own research and check out what that's all about uh but he spells it out explains it pretty well in his video it's just about six minutes long it's not too long um so go check out the zombie mink video from kingpin um some of you know him from from other chats he's a friend of the channel here too um but uh yeah it's we've got zombies they're just not humans not yet but 2021 is coming so i mean we don't know we, you know, the last couple of years, every year I've heard people say, well, this is the worst year ever. And then, you know, the next year is like, hold my beer. And so y'all need to quit saying this was the worst year ever. First of all, because it's whoever says that it's, it's your fault.
3: I saw that video too, by the way, it's a good video.
0: It is a good video. Um, and, and the, the sad thing is it's, it's not made up. I mean, this is actually these mink are coming back up out of the ground. So, um, and they were dead. So, I'm not really sure what's happening. Um, oh, okay. Patriot says if you're dumping a body or, or I think you're not burying a body, make sure to wrap it in either chicken wire or barbed wire. It pops it so the gases are released and they don't float.
1: Yep. That's
0: um, it. Now, I I know we're talking about dead mink here, and, and in no way are we talking about anything humanoid. I'm um, just saying.
1: Well, if you buy, if you bury a pile of anything dead, it it amplifies the amount of gas pressure. No, sure. Uh, Yeah. Wells explode. It, it can be varied in its intensity.
0: Interesting. Um, out there in Facebook land, Barry says, and if we have to have papers to move about this country, we're switching gears back to the papers. Now, um, try to keep up with me guys. I'm sorry. Sometimes I do this on you and I didn't warn you ahead of time, uh, if we have to have papers to move about this country and go into events and locations, we're in serious trouble. What will you do? If such a thing happens, I can't even process that. Um, That's just the thing. It depends on, it depends on to what extent depends on if it's just a sporting event, I'll be not going to sporting events. Um, If it's going to be to move, you know, from town to town or, or state to state, then we're going to have a serious issue on our hands. Um, But at that point, what option am I going to have? If I need to go into South Dakota or into Iowa or into Kansas and I get a checkpoint at the state line saying, Hey, you've got to have papers. I'm not getting through. So I'm going to go to, I mean, I'm going to have two choices. I either get off the road and go find a place to just, you know, cross, which in some places I know where to do that in other places. I don't but I shouldn't have to go off-roading and run through pastures and make a letdown in a fence just to get around a checkpoint on a highway. Um, and then what happens if I get stopped once I'm, you know, across the state line and I don't have a stamp on my interstate passport that says I showed my papers, you know, what happens? I mean, there's so many things could go wrong. And what scares me is the fact that I think we can all agree that's, that's not science fiction. That's not alarmist fiction. That's not something in a, just in the movies anymore. This is something that could be, we could see this by the end of next year. And that is what terrifies me the most. Um, Justin out there who is a truck driver says shut the trucking industry down. That would kill us. And by us, he means the U S that would kill this country without trucks. We know that. So. Yeah. Very, very true. Um, let's see here. I think that is about it. Um, do we have anything else that we need to say, um, on the the pandemic part of it? And then we can kind of move from there. All right. Well, in that case, let's just move along. Um, Next topic, because this kind of plays right into what everybody was saying earlier on the on the pandemic thing. You know, uh, a lot of what happens is probably going to be dependent on who gets into the White House or stays in the White House. So uh, we'll go back around the horn. TDM, we'll start with you. Your honest opinion, what's going to happen at the end of everything on January 21st, which candidate gets sworn in? Well, and you can elaborate once you say it, which one.
4: Oh, well, um, I think if it stays the way it is now with Trump in office, I think the the Democrats will still do everything that they absolutely can to uh, basically try to get him out of office and get somebody else in there that they can manipulate. Uh, if it ends up Biden does get in office, I am going to say that I'm really glad that um, Republican, Re, Republican, Re, yeah. Excuse me, Republicans are what they right hold now, the hold house the senate, or the senate. Apparently. So luckily, they hold that, so that'll hinder some things. If they didn't, I could see a lot of things getting passed that most of the country, um, maybe not population wise, but a lot of the rural areas and stuff. I could see that hindering a lot of stuff to have to do with them. So it, it could kind of go either way. Um, I'm just glad that it's not a mix of one side holding all three sides. Right.
0: For now anyway. But everything kind of hinges on what happens in Georgia. When does that runoff election happen? Does anybody know? Um, if you know out there in the chat, correct me or let me know. Pat? It's
2: December 6th, if I'm correct, because I have some hunters come up from Georgia and I believe that is when the runoff is it's, it's, uh, no, check that it's January 6th, not January. December, Okay, January. If, if, if I'm, if I'm remembering right from what they told me, because that whole thing was going down when they were up here for deer hunting. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty close to when the uh, presidential uh, transition right. um,
0: Patriot says course. January 5th. So it's January 5th, six, somewhere in there. Um, everything hinges on what happens with those two Senate seats in Georgia. And if we, uh, if, if both seats go Republican, then we've got the comfortable majority again in the Senate. Um, if even one seat goes Republican, I think we've got 51 49 Republican in the Senate. Um, so we've got the majority, but barely. And then I'm not sure what happens if we end up going, um, 50, 50, if, if they both go Democrat. So real quick, if you're in Georgia or you have friends in Georgia, or you just know where Georgia is on the map, then, and if you don't know where Georgia is even on the map, then, uh, yeah, please don't get involved in politics, but it's very important to reach out to our, our neighbors, to the South and East, or if you're in Florida to the North, um, and and just let them know that uh, it's it's important that they go back and and they they cast a vote in this runoff um and if they want to see their country completely get unraveled then they can sure put a couple more democrats in the senate but if we want things to even have uh, uh, any semblance of normalcy then um we really need to to keep uh republican control of the senate otherwise like you said, we're going to have, you know, t- both houses and the white house, um, Democrat controlled. And if that happens, then, you know, there could very well be legislation passed that, uh, adds more seats to the Supreme court so that that becomes political again. Uh, and we're finally getting to the point where our SCOTUS is apolitical, which is the way it needs to be. They need to be politically neutral. They need to be constitutional. Um, politics have no, no place in the Supreme court, in any court, to be honest, but especially the Supreme court of the land, um, politics need not play into it. Um, because what needs to happen is every case that they hear, they need to do one thing. They need to determine if, uh, what is happening is constitutional and then rule accordingly. Um, the, the measuring stick by which every Supreme Court case needs to be measured is the Constitution, and guys, it's not a big document. You can flip through this thing and and read it, and if you've got you know even a um, even a, a middle school or junior high reading level, it's going to take you a few hours to get through it. This was written in such a way that you and I can understand it. We don't need a law degree to understand what this says. So. It's not hard for you and I to look at a law and then look at this, this, uh, this list of laws and say, Hey, does this match up or does it violate what the constitution says? Um, and so by the time people get to the Supreme court, they need to have a long history of doing that and nothing else. Um, I don't care if they have a D or an R or an I or, um, uh, you know, a Lambda or, or a gamma, whatever the letter they have behind their name, I don't care. Um, it 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 needs to be constitutional and people like um, Justice Barrett. I mean, she's got a history of determining what's constitutional, leaving her personal views out of it. She won't bring her personal views into the courtroom. Um, and and that is, I think admirable as a, as a judge, especially as a Supreme court justice, that's the way it needs to be. And if the Senate goes Democrat, then it's not going to be that way. We're going to get more justices uh, of course the democratic, uh, president picks them. So they're not going to be conservative or even constitutionalists. They're going to be, uh, left-leaning, uh, uh, liberal justices. And then again, you're going to look at so many things going completely haywire with the way that this country was designed to run. So, um, you know, our three-legged stool is going to seriously be leaning to the left and there aren't going to be any legs on the right to support it that direction. So I I just can't see everything not toppling. Um, Eventually you can only teeter like that for so long. So anyway, that's my opinion there. Um, Let's move along though and let everybody else get a a chance to talk. So defense dad, um, what do you think? January 21st, which one of them gets sworn in just based on your opinion? And what do you think is really going to happen?
3: You know, I, honestly, as much as I want to say Trump, I think the writing's on the wall. I think everything's going Biden, and I don't. And I think it's all influenced by the media, and I I, I don't agree with it. But that's kind of what I think going to happen.
0: No, I I I understand. You know, wanting one thing but expecting something different. But uh, go ahead and elaborate on that. What do you mean as far as the media? I mean, what makes you think it's probably not going to be Trump?
3: I just, I don't know, just a gut feeling, you know. They, they push and push and push and push that it's Biden and everything else. That anytime someone says it, they still hold out, they believe Trump would and the and it's been, a, you know, voter fraud and everything. They just make people to look like they're crazy and backwoods idiots. And I think they're putting pressure in using their influence. And then unfortunately, I think in this country that makes it. It almost makes it law with most people, right? I, I, I just don't think they can. I don't think they're going to get it cleared where Trump's president, and I, and I think they, and I hate saying that because I truly believe that there was enough fraud in there. I think he won. But the reality of it is, just because it's right and just because it's true doesn't mean it happens in this world anymore.
0: No, yeah. no, yep. that's very, very true. All right, Pat, what do you think? January twenty first, who gets inaugurated?
2: Well, honestly, I don't know. Um, I would like to say Trump, it's kind of leaning towards Biden right now, but with all the fraud and everything, everything that I've seen and everything that they can actually submit into evidence and everything, because I've been on freaking political overload here ever since the election, um... I just, I, I don't know. I honestly, I don't think we're going to know at least for another couple weeks <clears throat> on, depending on what all evidence, all these affidavits and everything that are coming in. It's just hard to weigh right now. I mean, in one hand and you know what in the other, <laughs> see what comes out. Right. But right now, I think it's kind of even right now. It's, 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 we're at a tipping point right now. It, 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 I honestly think it could go either way. It's, it just depends on <clears throat> how far it goes up the court and uh, what everybody is willing to listen to
0: no, is another very, thing. Very true. Um, uh, before I lose my tra- train of thought here again, and we go to Nighthawk, um, out there in the chat, the ghost with the most is in the house. Uh, he says, Tim Knight has gone to Georgia for the next two weeks, going door to door to talk about the, the Senate runoff. That's incredible. Um, for those of you that don't know who Tim Knight is, you should look him up. He's a former NRA board member. Um, I don't know if he's currently on the board. I don't remember, but I know that he was in the past. Um, he is a huge two way advocate. He's gotten very, very vocal in the last few years. Um, I'm Facebook friends with him. I haven't had a chance yet to get him here on the podcast, but, uh, um, that is, you know, eventually the plan. Um, but, uh, but he's doing some really, really good stuff, um, including going to Georgia and just trying to raise awareness for, you know, what's going to happen if this person gets, uh, gets elected versus, versus, you know, the opponent there in the runoff. So that's very cool. Um. Yeah, great dude, former NRA board member, great friend of Ghost and the 2A community. He did resign from the NRA. Um Ghost said um but I I've heard a few interviews. If if you go check out um the last couple GRPCs and then I think the both of the last two um 2A rallies for your rights, the the one that happened last year in Washington DC and then the one that happened virtually this year. Um I think he spoke at both of them. I know I know he spoke at the first one and I think he was in on this second one too. I remember seeing him. It was either GRPC or it was the rally or both. I kind of lose track of who I saw in which spot there, um, on those virtual events there. Um, all right. So last but not least here on this topic, Nighthawk, what do you think? Who gets, uh, who gets inaugurated
1: in January? um so i'm probably going to be the least popular um person in the panel right now because i've been extensively watching both the testimony um as well as the actual legal cases that are being made and i think there's a lot of people out there right now trying to sell books um There has yet to be a solid legal foundation made towards the fraud. They handed the Dominion servers to the FBI who hasn't done anything with any evidence that would have been pro-Trump at any point in this process. And so I believe that Biden takes the presidency and then we lose the runoff because Dominion servers is used to count the votes for that.
0: Yeah. Now, I want to get, get your take on this, you know, being, being a veteran um, the uh, and now I can't think of his name general um, uh, who's the general just came out and said that the stories about seizing the uh, the dominion server in Germany are true. And not only are they true, but Americans lost their lives in that raid. Um, Of course, everybody keeps saying that's not right. That's not true. That never happened. Um, the retired general has come out and said that, yes, it did. Um, At what point do we know what to believe and who to believe?
1: So I think you have to look at it from the perspective of what do you retain when you leave? Did he stay in touch with the intelligence community? And are people willing to potentially have themselves thrown in jail for him? So they're giving him information that's not open source to the rest of the world? Okay, maybe. Right. Maybe he has some level of knowledge. Does he have a level of knowledge about an older process or an older piece of equipment that may somehow connect to what exists right now? Yeah, well, maybe, you know, my military knowledge has become dated over time. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't have any fancy internal source. He may very well have some fancy internal sources that give him access to information that the rest of us don't have. Now, here's where all of that goes left. None of it matters if you cannot produce a case that will force the hands of the American uh, or force the hands of the electoral candidates. When all of this started, I felt like and knew in my heart that the best outcome for the health of America and the American people was the 12th Amendment. That is, it has happened five other times in our history, and it would be the healthiest outcome for our country at this point. But we would have to make a rock solid case, not that a court system would even have to agree with, but rather would convince the electorates in those states that the election wasn't possibly a fair outcome. And so I've not seen that response. I've organized my group in tennessee uh to begin an aggressive letter writing campaign and we've hooked up with several other groups to do the same thing uh, email campaign uh, to convince electorates in these specific states to change their decisions uh, to ask for the option of rather pushing for the 12th amendment being enacted and you know some of we've not received any response from any of these people um, at all and so I, I don't in my heart feel like we're going to see a miracle come out of this. The Democrats cannot afford for there to be a miracle out of this, right? And what more, I'm not even sure how that deals with the country. Even if we pretend that only instead of it being half the country feels disenfranchised this, but let's just pretend that five or 10% of Americans end up feeling disenfranchised at the end of this election. One way or another, that's a tremendous amount of damage to our nation as a whole.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. We've got another panelist who has just joined us. We've got the ghost with the most ghost tactical. So real quick, um, I want to tell you, hi. And let you introduce yourself and where people can find you and what you do, and then uh, I know you jumped in here because you've got something to say. So I'm just going to give you the floor, sir.
5: Oh, I don't really have anything to say. I just, uh, I, just I thought this is just starting. So I'm just joking. <laughs> you know. uh, we can start right now. Uh, no, um, it, it never really gets asking, started until General you Mac- get here. You were asking earlier, is General McInerney who's the one okay. that came out and said it? Um, but no, I, I just want to jump in because I thought it was an interesting conversation, but I, I kind of am in the same place with Nighthawk as much as I hate to say it. I think that, um, there's too much stuff that would have to happen in the next 60 days or actually less than that. Now it's, you know, six weeks for Biden not to be inaugurated. But, um, I think what two things are going to happen. I think one they will definitely look at federal election laws and create or close out loopholes. They're, they're going to create. They there needs to be some court sort of oversight in these things. But two, I think, what's also going to happen is is it may not affect what's going to happen in January, but I think that what we probably will see in the midterm elections is a really big red wave on both sides of of the aisle for uh, Congress and Senate that I think that it's going to make enough people upset that we could see a really big red wave happen in uh, the midterm elections. That's just my
1: take. Can I add a comma to that, Ghost?
5: Absolutely.
1: If Biden takes the presidency and does what he's done for the last 37 years, no. You mean nothing? If he does nothing, if he takes the presidency and for the next two years does nothing, Americans have the shortest memory of any people on Earth. If nothing drastic happens, we will not see a drastic impact. If he even breathes gun control or some crazy alliance with BLM, Ghost, I think you're exactly right, sir.
5: Yeah, and you have an interesting point because... I truly really do believe that Biden scares the Democrats. I think Biden, in, in, in general speaking, is probably a very moderate person. Extremely. I don't think he's a socialist that everyone no. wants to make him out to be. So I think he does scare Democrats because I don't think he, he I think he, and I think Clover said that he made a right, good point. I think he wouldn't be president. I think he said what he had to yep. do to tend to the people. I think he's want to be president. What I worry about is, what does Kamala do and what does Pelosi do behind the strings? You know, you saw, I don't know if you guys have seen Hillary put a big push for the UN uh, ambassador. You haven't seen Hillary in a while. Um, What's happening behind the scenes is what scares me. It's not Biden himself. It's everyone else behind him that could be making a power play. That's what worries me. It's not Biden himself. It's Harris, Pelosi and Clinton. Exactly.
0: If the, if the Democrats have learned anything from the last four years of the Trump presidency, it's that the president can be very, very effective. If you get the right puppet in there or dancing monkey, whatever you want to call him, um, the president can be very effective at, um, getting everybody's attention and, and taking the focus so that you're not focused on what's all happening behind the scenes Cause he's out there, you know, doing his, his little dog and pony routine. Come on. Uh, come on, man. You know, the, the, the thing that, that, you know um, and while he's doing that and we're all making fun of him. Yeah. Just what ghost said. I mean, this is happening. This is happening. The news isn't making any, you know, isn't bringing it to light because they got told not to. Um, and we're all looking at, you know, creepy Joe sniffing people's hair. And that's yeah. what we're focused on. And we don't actually see things until all of a sudden, you know, the, the chessboard is set. The pieces yeah. are in place. It's too late. And then we're going, well, how, how did we get checkmated again? This always happens to us.
3: Well, yep. think about it. And this is not to sound, this is going to be a little bit of tinfoil hat thing, but so it, when, did you guys watch when they came out and he did his acceptance speech the first time and they had him like, talking out, trying to appear youthful and everything. Before that, they had Kamala dancing all over the place. Like, they're just trying to make him look youthful long enough to get him in the president. And then, like everybody else has been saying, he's not going to be president very long. He's going to have health issues or something. He just, he's the avenue they used to get who they really want to be in president. And that's really what I think.
5: Well, talking about a tinfoil hat. So, we know that Hillary made a push for UN ambassador. She's been very quiet lately. Kamala has been extremely quiet in the last month. So the whole tinfoil hat thing is if people are worried about Pelosi stepping in as VP, I think that if the tinfoil hat works right for them, the 25th Amendment is invoked in the first year, if not shorter than that. And don't be surprised if Hillary is named VP and then Kamala somehow shows up missing. I'm just saying. Hillary's going to be president one day, some way, shape, or form. I'm going to get out ahead of this. Half a joke, but half serious.
0: I'm just going to say that Kamala
5: didn't hang herself. Right. Now, there's one thing about Biden. If you guys remember back in 2008, and Obama was talking about his choice of Joe Biden for VP, if you go in and listen to what he said, he's very respected. He's liked on both sides of the aisle and he's a good guy. What does that mean? It means he doesn't do much, but he's a likable guy. So I'm not terribly worried about what Biden's gonna do. Like you said, it's the people pulling the strings behind him that he's doing.
0: But but right now he's a useful idiot just like the press. That's right. Exactly. um, Just
1: send him Hillary can't become the vice president if if Biden is twenty fifth amendment out. It would be Nancy Pelosi.
5: I'm just saying, the pin hat tells me that Hillary's going to figure out a way to be named as, as Harris's VP, and then Harris will disappear and Hillary become president. Just saying. Pin <laughs> <tinfoil> hat wearing. <laughs>
2: all right, Pat, what were you going to say? Well, first of all, I was going to say that was pretty good, John. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Epstein. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of sleight of hand. Mm hmm.
0: But isn't, and, isn't that what Washington's been for longer than any of us it, can remember? And, and
2: exactly. And both sides do it. Don't get me wrong. Republicans are just as bad as everybody but, uh, else out there. But it, it just... it's To me, I'm a country boy and I can smell cow manure <laughs> from three miles away on a windless day.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and, and part of it too. Um, I just completely forgot what I was going to say now. I'm sorry. Yeah, it'll come to me later. Don't worry. It'll be, we'll be, we'll be past that, but yeah, eventually I'll think of it again. Um, so, all right. So, um, one thing that we didn't get to ask you yet, we went around the horn earlier ghost. Um, I don't think you were in here when we were, when we were doing that. Uh, so I want to get your take on this one too um we, everybody else has chimed in as far as this pandemic goes um where are we going from here and at what point is this behind us if or or do you think it's ever going to be behind us at this point
5: um as far as covid or the pandemic i well, mean the, the, the COVID, covid pandemic thing, yeah the the covid i think it <laughs> I think what happens is don't be surprised if Biden does a nationwide shutdown. I really think that that's a possibility. Um, I really do think that's a possibility in the, in the first quarter of the, of the uh, year next year, that there's some sort of a shutdown uh, because I think cases are going to continue to rise, but it's flu season. It's going to, they're going to naturally going to be more cases of different things going on right now. As far as um, what happens in the future, I don't think we're ever going to be the same and it's not necessarily a bad thing. I think a lot of business corporate structures and models are going to be completely different than they were a year ago because they realize that they can still function with people working from home. Restaurants that never did carry out a delivery are now benefiting from that. I, I think that the model of business is going to change forever because of this. So I think that could be a positive thing, but as soon as this goes away, there's going to be another, you know, bird flu or something coming. There's always going to be something, but I think what's going to happen is, is this was a really bad year, obviously. But what we can take from it is now maybe there's a way and a in a, in a model and a a template, if you will, on how to handle it. Take the things we did well with this. Take the things we bad did badly and change them. But I think it will help us for the next one. And it won't be as bad because I, I, I never, it's kind of like 9-11. We never thought that would happen on our soil, right. right? We never thought that something like COVID-19 would actually get to America and take over like it has. So maybe it helps us in the future. I mean, maybe I'm the optimist in the room that doesn't look like the negative stuff. But I think that if we do it the right way, it protects us for the next time.
1: Well, you know, just kind of a counterpoint to that, we were told that 9-11 was going to happen the entire time I was in the military. They were always telling us. Yeah, about, but
5: the American people never thought it would actually happen. That's what I'm saying.
1: Right. But we were always being told about these groups that were sent yeah. over here, you know, and, and were set up to launch an attack at any time and we would need to be ready to deal with that attack we just we, usually what happened was capitalism won right so you sent your little terrorist cell over here they got a wife and 2.5 kids and a house and when you tried to ring the phone the number was disconnected they had to send somebody over here send them through flight school while they still had a, that particular uh piece of hate in their heart right um the and on the counterside of that yeah i think we're going to just go to agree with you i think we're going to see some positive things like i've seen leaders whose bodies were failing but were still excellent leaders be able to continue in their way of work because of the remote right being able to work from home and i've seen people have more paid time off saved up because there were less sick days related to kids. We talk about the difference in what a woman earns versus a man earning related to being a mother and related to those additional responsibilities that came with that. Some of that has gone away, right? Those people have been able to make more time. So I agree that from those aspects, that's a great thing. But the amount of control that is being exerted on the soul of the American human right now is completely unacceptable. I accepted my nation saying to me that we don't believe you can protect us and allowing George Bush to pass the Patriot Act. I accepted that as a soldier. I will not accept in my soul my country saying that it's okay not to be free.
0: Well, but that's because everybody in this panel, I think I can speak for all five of you. Um, for sure, you know, my own personal opinion is that it is not the government's job to keep me safe. It is the government's job to keep me free. But a lot of people don't necessarily agree with that. They think that safety is a human right, along with healthy, you know, healthcare is a human right, that the government should just provide all this stuff. And none of them have the foresight to understand that nothing's free. So, I mean, we could go into a whole nother night worth of discussion just on, I think, on some of those topics right right there, and we won't tonight. Um, One thing I do want to get everybody's take on, and and we don't have to go around the horn, just everybody kind of jump in, Um, but uh, recently over in um, New York, the governor had, uh, said it's okay for liquor stores to be open, but churches to not be open. And SCOTUS, uh, basically, um, just slapped him around like a, uh, like a redheaded stepchild. And for any of you, um, who have red hair and, and a step parent, then, you know, I'm sorry, but, um, that's how Andrew Cuomo kind of got treated by SCOTUS. I mean, in, in the rulings, I mean, um, was it Gorsuch that, that wrote the, the main ruling. I mean, he was, he was basically coming out and calling Cuomo everything but an idiot, um, for even trying to implement such unconstitutional, uh, executive orders, you know, in, in his state. So when we've got things like that happening, um, does anybody else have just an inkling of hope that, you know, everything's not lost, that the country isn't too far gone, that? with a constitutional Supreme Court, and I know this goes back to everything hinges on the Senate staying red, but if we've got constitutionalists in SCOTUS, then I mean we've got a chance at putting the ship back right, don't we? Uh what do you guys think about that?
1: Well uh, I don't know if it was a stopping. I mean course uh what what's his name roberts voted with the liberals we well roberts always votes with the liberals.
0: Robert yeah. roberts is is like a leaf on the wind i mean he goes yeah. whatever whatever direction the political wind is blowing for those of you that are lonesome dove fans he's jake spoon
1: but anyway <laughs> um, but yeah from the the standpoint of our supreme court i think we can't in any way shape or form Trust that that's going to be the thing that gets us there. You know what I mean? uh Because the moment the Supreme Court becomes the thing that we're hanging our hopes on, we can be guaranteed that they're going to pack it. Well,
3: and don't forget, they have came out and said without coming out and coming out and saying that if they win, they're going to add judges. So we're not going. So we don't necessarily have that. You know. Advantage of having the the constitutionalists on there because they're if they if they do what they want to do even though they hadn't come flat out and said they're going to do it they're going to add judges on their side and stack it their way so I mean I want to have hope but I don't think that I don't think we can count on that
0: but again everything hinges on what happens in Georgia at this point then doesn't it
2: exactly um, if we can keep the Senate red then yeah they're not going to get anything through on that as far as that goes but you can't hang your hat on just no, one absolutely thing not. there has right. to that, that there has you to t- be you sound
0: like a farmer there on
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, you can't just you, you can't base your livelihood bit, on just one crop you know,
0: when you're farming
2: <laughs> exactly exactly you, you you get you got to have re- call it whatever you want you got to have layers you got to have redundancy you know you got to have backups to it you know uh, you got to have more than just one thing to hang that hat on because if you put all your eggs in one basket guess what one little stumble and they all crack and break. No, well, and that. you you have to see the cycle
1: here, right? So if we're if we honestly all can say that we believe that Dominion systems was used to cheat the election, they would be fools not to repeat it if they get away with it, right? right. You know, if they could get away with it with everybody looking at it, why would you not ensure your victory in Georgia and then stack the Supreme Court on the backside?
0: Yeah, but you know, there's going to be a lot of scrutiny. It, it's one election, on uh, you know, in January, and the whole country is going to be looking at this. So it's it's going to be harder to pull the wool over everybody's eyes. It's going to be harder to to cheat that one. If if that was going to be the intent, um, I I honestly think that they're going to have to uh, do it the old fashioned way and just campaign. And it may be with misinformation, but they're going to have to sling some mud or something to sway the Georgia voters, um, because we're all going to be watching to see what happens. So, I mean, everything, everything hinges on that. Every, just everything for the next four years, at least depends on what happens on January 5th or 6th, whichever day it is in Georgia. And so, yeah, definitely, um,
1: well, I can tell you, as somebody who gets Georgia commercials on his TV every night, what they're doing is they're saying that the Republican candidates all profited off of COVID 19 and believe that you should die. That's oh, basically well. what they are. That's what every commercial that comes on TV says. These people made money off of COVID 19 and they believe that your children should die. That's every commercial. And they've spent millions of dollars on commercials for it. It is literally every third commercial on general television.
0: Well, and again, I'm going to say if if you're in Georgia or, you know, people that are in Georgia, or if you're even, uh, if you can find it on the map and there's a chance that people that you talk to might, it might get back to Georgia, just talk about it, bring it up. The whole country needs to be talking about what's, what's happening in this runoff election. The whole country needs to be looking at these candidates and just express, you know, if you know people in Georgia, make sure that they've thought about it. Uh, It's too important for people to not care. Um, One thing that I did want to mention, though, before I I lose, again, lose my train of thought here, um, everything's not completely hopeless. For those of you out there listening, um, you know, keep in mind that while Republicans didn't, you know, retake the House. And the house is still blue. Um, the the number of blue seats got smaller, and the number of red seats did get larger. So the Republican side of the aisle in the house is growing. And if I mean, maybe things don't go well for a few years, we've survived worse, right? But keep this in mind again in the midterm, keep this in mind again in four years that you know if 4 years from now if this country is just you know chugging right along and the wheels haven't fallen off and nothing really drastic has changed and and things are still fine then you know bring this up to me I'll eat my words but I I just don't think that that's going to happen especially if um if both houses in congress go go blue and and the white house goes blue um but that's i mean it's just one of those things where I think that as a whole, I think the American people are are taking the, what is it, the red pill that wake, that opens your eyes and lets you see what's actually happening, right, in the world. Um, I think the country's waking up. I've never seen this many people care about politics as we have in this year's election. I mean, I, I have not talked to anybody in my personal life this year that has said I don't get involved in politics. I don't care. I mean, literally, everybody cares this year. Everybody's watching. Everybody's paying attention. Everybody's listening. Now, what they're watching and what they're listening to, that I mean, that varies, of course, depending on where it's coming from. But the fact is, people are waking up. And people are starting to see, a long, you know, one of the things that Trump has done that is great, and granted, yeah, he's done a lot of things I don't like but one of the things that he's done that's great is he has broken down that fourth wall. He has peeled back the, the curtain and he is actually letting us see how some of the sausage is made inside the, the sausage factory. Right. I mean, if anything, he is exposed a lot and on both sides of the aisles um, so that it's, it's not just the Democrats, some of it's Republican stuff too, but he has shown us that, you know, the things that we've all known, And the things that we've all suspected, he's kind of put it right out there that, you know, we can't really ignore it anymore. Uh, And and you don't have to wonder anymore. Um, The Republicans didn't get behind him. Uh, They never expected him to win. And then when he did, they didn't like him because he wasn't one of them and they can't control him. And so um, that's why we don't have a great replacement for Obamacare. The Republicans had nothing, you know we had four years to do some great stuff for the second amendment. Nothing got done because they didn't want to back him and they didn't expect him to, excuse me, we had two years, uh, but nothing got done in those first two years. And then these last two years have been, you know, just a debacle. Um, they never expected to be in a position where they could actually get anything done. So they got caught with their pants down and then that made them look bad. And then that made them like Trump even less. Um, never mind what the Democrats are doing. There aren't that many Republicans that have stood with Trump. There really aren't. Just think back. How many people have actually, from the the red side of the aisle, uh, how many of those people have actually praised him for anything that he's done? There hasn't been much F- from any direction. It's been the American people. It's been the normal people, not not the, re- the, the Republican congressmen uh, or women or the senators. It's been just normal people, maybe celebrities, maybe, you know, some, some pro two, a people or whatever, um, that have the ear of a lot of folks, but it's been, it's been mostly regular people that are singing any praises of anything that he's done. Um, so if anything, he's shown us that, Hey, you know, this is how this machine works. And I think there's going to be some people in the next couple elections who maybe are going to run that wouldn't ordinarily have run that are going to say, Hey, you know, if, if, if I, if I don't do it, I don't know who will. And I think that's a great thing. I don't want to run personally, but I mean, the fact that there are people out there that are going to say, Hey, um, somebody has got to go and see if there's a way to clean the mess up. And if I don't go, who will, if, if you don't go, then who will, maybe not Washington, maybe your state capital maybe not your state capital, maybe your city council, maybe, maybe county commissioner, maybe, maybe there's some stuff going on that you could make a difference. And maybe you're in a position where you could, you know, run in that election and maybe get elected. So I know 99% of everybody listening to me, that doesn't apply, but there might be that one person out there that's kind of been considering it. So, you know, if, if you're not going to fix it, who will, you know, we've got to find those people that are worth voting for. We've got to convince them that they'll get the votes. We've got to help. I mean, it doesn't take much to just tell people, hey, I know this person and they're a great candidate. Uh, you should vote for them. You know, it, it does. that doesn't take a whole lot. So there's stuff that we can do. Um, all right, let's see here. I don't know if I've missed a whole lot. I haven't really been paying much attention to the comments here while I've been running my mouth. Um, I think we're going to start wrapping things up and we'll just let everybody kind of have um, a little bit of, uh, of a wrap up here. So before we do that, um, does anybody have anything that you want to throw out there as far as the pandemic or the election or the stuff that we have been talking about so far tonight?
1: If you honestly believe we're going to shut down again, prepare yourself for it, please. Get yourself three months of high quality food set aside. I'm not saying that we're magically going to run out of food, but what I am saying is the higher, more expensive stuff, the stuff that's a little more healthy for you, may be a problem. We threw away, what, seven seventy million tons of potatoes the last time around, so if shipping problems show up, if farmers are having problems moving their product, I believe in my heart the farmers will try to get those things in your hands, but it sure doesn't hurt to have some around just in case, especially if you're in a place that had a trouble last time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Pat, were you gonna chime in there with something?
2: Uh, Yeah, Uh, first thing I'll say is, uh, yeah, if you believe any of those simple ads, like they are doing in Georgia, just like exactly like what Nighthawk said. Um, You need to have an IQ higher than a snail, (laughs) and uh, you need to do your homework, and you need to do your research. It's not just left, right. Look at the policies, people. I don't care if you like the person. If you don't like the man, it, it doesn't matter. Look what's on paper. Look what they want to do. So and uh, as far as uh, the farmers and everything go what uh, Nighthawk said um, Even though I'm a farmer. I still grow my own potatoes and I still do a garden and stuff and everything He's right. I mean if, if if things go really sideways, I mean people need to have food and that's just the way it is. I mean, that's you need food, water, and shelter to survive. Yep. So, but that's kind of getting back to <laughs> another slant, but I'll just leave it at to that tonight and uh thank you.
0: Yeah, you betcha. Um, and real quick out there the chat patriot says on top of everything else, he currently has 12 frozen pizzas. So, dude, you're good. I mean, that's like a pizza a month. You can eat for a year on that. So, I don't know how big those are, but they're probably not that big. Um, All right. So uh, before we get into wrapping up and giving everybody uh, a chance for some final thoughts, I again want to thank this week's uh, sponsor. This uh, podcast has been brought to you by Nighthawk Medic Shoots. Nighthawk Medic Shoots is a channel dedicated to protecting the first and second amendment through advocacy and shooting. They evaluate firearms for new shooters of all varieties to help ensure every person in our nation has an opportunity to find a weapon they can afford and trust. God bless America and her people may the constitution always remain the law of the land. And then, you know what? I probably should have been smart enough to do this again. There we go. There is that contact info again, where you can find Nighthawk medic shoots, go check out uh, the YouTube channel and the Facebook page. And again, uh, we're very grateful for the sponsorship that we have bringing us the show tonight or bringing you the show tonight. So uh, with all that, we'll just go back around the horn let everybody any final thoughts that you want to uh, give, and then one last time where people can find you um, if they want to uh, to find what you're doing or or get a hold of you. So ghost we will start with you. You were the last one in, so you get to be the first one out. Uh, final thoughts, dude?,
5: uh, just thanks for having me. Uh, appreciate the Sorry, I was late. Um, yeah, I, I still I do this all the time, but just be more proficient with your firearm. Uh, get out to the range. Learn your craft. If, if, if it's a knife that you want to carry, learn how to utilize that knife. If it's a firearm that you want to carry, learn how to utilize that firearm properly. Take someone new to the range. There's a lot of new gunners out there that are probably a little nervous and apprehensive about going to the range. Take them out there. Show them a safe, fun way to be more proficient with their firearm. Make them an ally. You never know what's going to take. They could turn into an ally of ours in a two-way community. And while you're at it, turn on your camera i know it sounds crazy and it sounds stupid but the more 2a pro gun cameras that we have making content out there on the social media side they have to start paying attention to us so be part of the solution so thanks for having me man
0: you bet and out there in the chat we have just put a link out to tonight's episode of the armed citizen podcast that ghost hosts um he's he's the ghost and the host with the most on that show Uh, great discussion tonight on everyday carry and not just firearms, but, uh, all kinds of cool stuff. So go click that link when we're done here and go check that out. Um, all right, moving right along Nighthawk, any final thoughts that you want to throw out there and then where can people find you, even though I just told them.
1: Uh, you've totally spammed the snot out of that, and that was money well spent. Let me tell you, what. Um, <laughs> um, you know, really, I, I know that I've kind of brought up the the <laughs> I've kind of brought up the uh, the devil's advocate side of the conversation tonight. But I, I want you to know that in my heart, I believe that this nation will prevail. Um, but we have to pay attention, and we have to think. We can't just float around on twinkle toes and believe that magically, people are going to start doing things. Um, We know that we have a short memory, and uh, we also have a tendency to become complacent. So we have to keep people on their toes and active. Um, And you know, a little plug for the channel, I've actually got something pretty funny coming up. Um, I'm going to do a short video on tactical setups and what the line between tactical and tactical is, uh, because I had a long conversation with somebody about that today. And um, I think some of you will enjoy it. Some of you will feel personally attacked. And I don't care. <laughs> it's totally going to be fun. Thanks I'm for having i it
5: already.
0: <laughs> so just out of curiosity, I mean, this may be a teaser, but is is part of the difference whether or not I ordered it from Wish.com?
1: No, believe it or not. Okay. okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or if I bought it in the mall, then.
1: The, the mall, that's automatic tactical. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
5: okay cool if you're a mall mall ninja though if you're a mall ninja you're good
1: (laughs) that's
0: right that's right all right well thanks for being here again nighthawk uh pat i saw a lot of you not a lot of lily but that's okay um thanks for joining us tonight any final thoughts that you want to have
2: i just wanted to say uh thanks for having me on and uh since uh ghost brought up Uh, The new shooters and everything and I know John's out there. So I'll do a shameless plug to his deal Go out there for new shooters decoding firearms It's a great book. I've actually sent this book out to two different people that got their concealed carry last month and uh, really read the book and everything and they really liked it. It showed them a lot of pointers and stuff and what I could do, you know, teaching them to get it too. And, uh, yeah, just, uh, thanks for having me on and, uh, go check out everybody's channel, uh, this week and yeah, just glad to be on tonight. And it was definitely a really good conversation and, uh, hopefully some people, uh, out there watching, uh, maybe opened up their eyes a little bit and, uh, yeah, it was just a good time. Thanks for having me on. John.
0: And I've got one of those too. Um, very cool book. I tell you what, if, if you're just getting into gun ownership or you're not a gun owner and you just want to know a little bit more about it, it's a great book. It's also an amazing book. If you don't know the difference, but you want to between pistol and revolver, between bolt action and lever action, you know, any of those things, um, if you wanna know the nomenclature, if you wanna know the correct uh, name for, for different parts of a firearm or different parts of a cartridge, or if you wanna know the difference between cartridge and bullet or clip and magazine, any of that stuff, and you found out that maybe that's kind of a, uh, a subject where people will shame you for not knowing, because there are jerks out there that will shame you for not knowing that stuff. Uh, But if you really want to know that stuff, it's a great book. You can read all that, learn it all. There's pictures. Um, If you get the digital version, I've been told the pictures are even in color. Uh, But it's a, it's an amazing asset if you're new to guns. And if you're somebody like, like me, that's been around guns for years, there's still stuff in there that you probably didn't know, or that maybe you forgot. And uh, it really does have something in there for everybody. So go check that book out. It's awesome. All right. Defense dad, any final thoughts you want to give us?
3: Nope. Just thanks for having me. Um, you know, I think, I think we covered a lot of good stuff on the, and glad to have kind of a diverse panel here tonight, but, uh, you can find me on, on YouTube pretty much. Uh, I put out two videos today. Uh, one of them's gun related. One of them is kind of a test to see if my B channel might be starting pretty soon. So mm-hmm. if you want to see what was for dinner tonight and a good way to use up some Thanksgiving leftovers, check that out and let me know what you think.
0: Awesome. I have to go check that out. Yeah, I was, I was, uh, already in here talking to TDM before that dropped. So I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. So I have to go check that out. Um, thanks for being here, defense dad. And then last but not least again, our, uh, semi-guest panelist i did invite him to to join us tonight but uh you know if you want to if you want to pop in regularly we we can sure get you a link every every week tdm and then you can decide whether or not you want to pop in from time to time but uh thanks for being here anything that you want to wrap up and then again um where can people find you if they want to check out the cool holsters
4: um i appreciate the invite and uh enjoyed the the conversations and stuff i learned a lot there's some stuff that I don't really follow so much because I don't watch a lot of news mm-hmm. um, but probably something I would say is definitely don't be scared to do your own research mm-hmm. don't uh, don't listen to what your friends have to say without you know looking for yourself you know knowledge is key the more you know the better off you are and that goes with everything from anything from politics to handling firearms just everything in general so um, I can be found on Facebook and uh i'm on me now since it's a little more um firearm friendly you could say uh tdm tactical is the name um if you have any holster questions or anything feel free to send me a message i'm more than happy to discuss anything you might be interested in or, or looking at um i'm not scared to take on custom holsters either i've done a few pocket holsters some other stuff like that so uh i'm open to challenges you could say so and then i've got a lot of different clip options and stuff so if you have any questions or anything don't be scared to send me a message so uh i think thanks for having me on
0: and then you're if people want to send you just a direct email uh if they're not on facebook or me we uh what's a good place to email you uh
4: an email would be tdm.tactical at gmail and So that's, that's what my email is nice and simple. So it kind of goes with the name. And then um, I also have that posted on the the social media sites as well. Awesome.
0: All right. We'll get that thrown up there. So there it is. TDM.Tactical at gmail.com out there in the chat too. So uh, uh, if you're looking to uh, get some info and you're not on Facebook, you're not on MeWe, then you're not out in the dark. You can just get a hold of TDM Tactical right there and, And, uh, yeah, get all the info you need. There's some cool stuff going on there. And you said your, uh, your, your collection of blue guns is growing. Um, but if, if there's a a gun that somebody's looking for a holster for and, and you don't have a blue gun, then are they just out of luck or do you have a solution for that?
4: Um, if I don't happen to have a blue gun, depending on the situation, there's a chance that I could either order a blue gun to make it fit or that way I can do a holster for them or there is also a possibility I can mold a holster around the, the actual firearm itself without damaging it. So, and that includes uh, steel frame and polymers.
0: Very cool. Awesome. Alrighty. Well, thank you very much for accepting that invite and, and coming on and joining us. And uh, I look forward to uh, being able to support uh, a Nebraska business with some, some holster business here in the future. So uh, uh, it is now on my Christmas list to get a TDM tactical holster um, or three. So we'll see what happens there. I need to get something for my uh, Taurus tracker. I don't have anything but my cheap $9 Walmart holster for that right now. And it'd be cool to be able to, to carry that and something with a little, little bit better retention. Um, so may, maybe one day we'll have to collaborate on that one.
2: Can I ask one little question right before we go? Uh No, TDM? we don't do that here.
0: Go Yeah, go ahead. <laughs>
2: uh do you do stuff with sig sour mosquitoes
4: i can that's not something i have a, a blue gun for um but that's something i would definitely be able to do if i had the firearm or if there was enough interest i would definitely look at purchasing a blue gun for that mold or to do molds for it so all
2: right thank you sir i'll probably be contacting you in the future though
0: And for the record, the SIG Mosquito would also fit an ATI Firefly. I think it is too. I think that's the same gun. Um, It's just no longer imported under the SIG name. Uh, All right. So uh, we've got the list. And for those of you who have never been here with us before, uh, we go through the list and thank everybody that was out there in the live chat. If you are watching on YouTube and you're not commenting, then we don't get to see that you're there. And, uh, if you're watching right now on Facebook and not commenting, um, I didn't put everything in place to see you just out there. So if you didn't comment, then we don't get to to read your name off either. So make sure you're dropping those comments. But uh, we want to thank everybody who made the live chat lively out there. Uh, we've got Justin Gibbons, Pat Hirsch, Iron Horseman, Fluffy 10 millimeter Jeep guy, Shooting Money 101, the 402 Outdoorsman, Defense Dad, Gabe Stark, the Tennessee Gun Guy, Vanessa Kitty, G23, The Poor Conservative, Jefferson Martial Arts, Keith Umstead, James Allen, 10X Shooters, Mike, Dead Horse, Two Live Moo, Patriot in the Dark, Ghost Tactical, Agorizer, Seven Wonders, Sergeant Joe Smith, MKJO, and Ozzy Osborne. And then on the Facebook side, we had Barry and Chris and Shane out there dropping comments. So thank you. And then we found out as I was following along in the comments that uh, some of you in the panel and some of you in the chat know each other that i know and i didn't know you knew each other so my world just got smaller very very cool um on behalf of everybody here on our panel ghost tactical nighthawk medic pat and lily defense dad tdm tactical on behalf of Sandhill, sweetheart and myself Thank you all very much for tuning in and catching us live. Uh, if you're catching this on the replay, then I'm very appreciative you clicked on that link. Uh, you can watch this anytime on Facebook, anytime on YouTube. Um, by uh, by the time we go live next week, this episode will be up on Anchor, which puts it on Spotify and, and Google Podcasts and all those other places that we, uh, we're currently up on those as well. They're all caught up. Every episode that we've done of the Get Off My Lawn podcast is now in audio form up there on anchor.fm. So uh, go check that out as well. Uh, Thank you all very much for making this channel, for making this Facebook page, for making this podcast what it is. Without you, there's no need to do it. It'd just be a bunch of us sitting around having a conversation. We could do that on Zoom. There'd be no reason to have to broadcast it. So without you, um, we're just a bunch of blowhards just uh, making no difference in the world if you liked what you heard or what you saw and if you think that you know somebody else that should hear it, please share the link. It's not that hard to click share and just forward it off, especially on Facebook. It's really easy to send that off now that we're back on Facebook again. So uh, get this out in front of everybody uh, that you can, please, and and help us grow a little bit. Um, If you want to support the channel, not the show, we've got that covered, but if you want to support the channel financially, you can. There are ways to do that. Just reach out to me, send me a message on Facebook, or send me an email, sandhillsshooter at gmail.com, and we'll talk about that. Um, but the biggest support that you could possibly do is just to watch and to share. So please do that. Doesn't cost you a nickel to uh, hit that share button, hit the thumb up or the thumb down. I don't care. And either way, it lets YouTube know that you were here and, and that you interacted. Um, but uh, we like those thumbs up a lot better. You can leave comments down below even after the fact. Um, so, uh, so just because you're not watching it live doesn't mean you can't sound off. You can, you can agree, you can disagree, anything like that that you want to do, please do so um, because we want to know what you think and what you have to say as well. Um, that being said, I think we're gonna call it a night. So. Uh, thank you all of you very much for joining us. God bless you, but you know what you got to do now? It's that time. Get off my lawn.